Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Getting you inside the cards. Inside corner and he struck him out. That's strikeout number one. At Bush Stadium for Adam Wainwright. It's Redbirds pitcher Adam Wainwright on 101 ESPN. Third time through the lineup, he strikes out seven and he strikes out the side in the seventh inning. Presented by Chick fil A. Earn points on your next mobile order with the Chick fil A app. Michelle and Randy, and a lot to get to on Wednesdays with Wayno, the Cardinal right hander. Joining us, and by the way, you can join Adam and Big League Impact August 26th for the Fantasy Football Draft at Bush Stadium. It's going to be an awesome day, and you can learn more at bigleagueimpact.org. Good morning, Mr. Wainwright. How are you doing? Morning, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm doing good. How are y'all? Doing well. Congratulations on last night. We'll get to that in a moment. I've got some really, really important stuff to get to, though. Michelle was just ordering a smoothie. If Adam Wainwright orders a smoothie, what flavor smoothie does Adam Wainwright order? Uh, probably like, uh, probably like a, like a very berry smoothie or a strawberry, something, something simple. I, I mean, I don't go too crazy with the smoothies. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a strawberry and blueberry smoothie guy as well. Also, Adam, we are giving away Zach Brown band tickets later in the show. They're at the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater coming up uh, next week. Power ranking, Zach Brown band for Adam Wainwright are in the top 10. Uh, I mean, I would have to have different different categories because there's, you know, there's guys that are in their own categories, George Strait and, and Garth Brooks and those guys that, that like demand their own category for me. Um, but, you know, he's a Georgia guy, so I have to stay loyal. I, top 10 is big. There's a lot of really good um, artists through the years. But I'll tell you this, top 10 show for sure. They're uh, – those guys are so talented, and, and Zach Brown does an incredible job of highlighting his band. His band is amazing. They they are such incredible musicians. You can't even believe. Uh, and they do a good job of, of letting those guys kind of take the stage for a little bit, too. So uh, top ten show. They're, they they put on an absolute crazy show. Well, Adam, what's number one? What's the best concert you've ever been to? Oh, this is a no no doubter for me. Actually, the first uh, big concert I ever went to um, was the George Strait Country Music Festival at Altel Stadium down in Jacksonville. We uh, we were allowed to uh, hold out of school one day and go down for it. Our, our parents let us do that, and I went with my future wife and a couple of really good friends. And we saw, you know, it started off with uh, Martina McBride. She was the opener, and then uh, Kenny Chesney was just kind of. Just kind of getting his name out there. She thinks my tractor sexy was his big number one <laughs> at, at the time. Uh, and then, and then Tim McGraw followed that up wow. when he was in the the prime of his, you know, I mean, just in his just absolute prime. Uh, and then George Drake closed it out. 
And uh, Tim McGraw set the the stage on fire. He was just all over that sucker, jumping and diving. And, I mean, it was incredible, you know, what he was doing. Uh, those guys were just – I mean, and George Strait stood up there and, uh, and, and, and played on four different parts of the stage and didn't dance at all or move at hardly at all. He just played the guitar and sang, and everybody in the whole crowd knew every word to every song he sang. And now it's even a bigger show, and he does 50 number ones. I mean, you know, it was just an incredible show because Martina was amazing. And then what a huge voice she had. And then and then Kenny Chesney was, I mean, you know, we didn't really know much about Kenny Chesney. And then and then Tim McGraw and George Strait. It just doesn't get better than that. Yeah, that's like a murderer's row at him. That sounds like an awesome time. Yep, it was. All right, well, I want to ask you about last night. What's it like when Yadier Molina comes back? When he comes back to the Cardinals and he's rejuvenated, he's, he's feeling great. Does that bring a different vibe to the clubhouse? It does, and, and on the field too. I mean, you know, the and the other team, you see them. They they did, they hardly even tried to steal last night. They tried one time, and they got thrown out. Um, and then after that, you know, they, they just know they have to get such a great jump. All I have to do is is control them a little bit at first, and, and not let them just tie me up too much. And they know they can't steal, and then they know he's going to block it. You know, and I know he's going to block the ball perfectly, and he's going to call a great game and he's going to be thinking you know a couple of steps ahead of the the bat he's just he's just so unique i mean you know our, our other catchers uh kids and and romine were doing a great job but you know there's just nobody like yadi especially for me i mean you know it was like he he had never missed a day yesterday when he when he got back in there he and i were on the same page all night long and and uh it's just crazy you know it's just crazy to to, to, to be a part of something with him that we've been a part of for so long. But when he gets back on the field, every everybody's sort of more calm, you know, for on our side uh, because they know he's he's kind of in command out there. Adam, you mentioned him throwing somebody out. He's back one inning, and there are, he's already throwing guys out. Are you surprised that people even try him at this point? I love when they try him. It's great. <laughs> you know, and, and I, I – uh, he and I, we don't give up many stolen bases. We, you know, as a battery, we've probably given up two or three stolen bases in the last two or three years. I mean, we just don't get stolen on it, and that's that's a product of of uh, of him being incredible at what he does, and me knowing that he's incredible at what he does, and just you know not trying to do too much and just not letting him get a big lead out there. That's really all I have to do. And um, he he uh, when they do try to steal, I mean, like yesterday, one out first inning, you got pretty good speed at first base. Uh, I got three two count, so I'm thinking, okay, they're probably going to steal here to stay out of the double play. Uh, so I know that if I can get a swing and miss, we're going to get a strike him out, throw him out, and, and uh, I was able to throw a good curveball, get a swing and miss, and, and knowing that that I was going to throw a curveball, I knew my my delivery had to be a little quicker. Uh, but you saw how much he threw him out by right, like it was like ten feet, you know, it wasn't even close. So. Uh, let that uh, let that that be a, a warning for whatever base stealers are out there. Uh, <laughs> you, you better get a good jump, you know, and and you're not going to get too good a jump. So good luck to you. Hey Adam, I know that you're never surprised by anything that you do, but I want to ask this question in this way: do, do you recall a time in your career where you have had better command of your curveball? It seems to me like you can drop it in whenever you want. Well, last night I had to because I had terrible fastball command. <laughs> it was just really bad. Uh, actually, uh, 
after the first inning, you know, in, in, a, in a sinker, two-seam fastball, that's really sort of my bread and butter with my curveball. That's just, just something I've just relied on my whole career. It was, it's just been non-existent in the last couple of games, and I had terrible, like the first inning I started spraying it around a little bit. I shut it down and went to a four-seam fastball last night. And had to slow my cutter down, make it more of a slider because of that. And, and uh, it was just, you know, I love that part of pitching. Right, like you go with what you got that day. And yesterday, I had command of my breaking balls. I had command of my my slider and my and my curveball, but fastball wasn't there. So we went with what we had. You know, we moved it around a little bit and and uh, a little up and down with the four seam, and then in and out with cutters and, and curveballs, and and uh, that's what we had. That's what we went with, and and uh, that's what was working. So you know, you just keep rolling, just keep rolling it out there until it. Stops working, but you know, curveball for me has been a pitch that I could rely on my whole career. So um, I don't know if I if I have better control of it now, but uh, you know, I can't. I I, you might be right. I mean, I'm. You know, I'm a, I certainly rely on it more. And the other thing, the other thing last night that is impressive, and I know that this has been drilled into your head since you were young, since you came up with Dave Duncan, is that first pitch strike, right? And 17 of 27 last night, but that's the most important pitch in baseball is strike one. Well, there's no doubt it sets up the whole count, sets up the whole at bat when you get strike one. And I got off to a terrible start uh, with, with first pitch strikes last night. You know, my first two innings, I was – I was uh, behind on almost all of them, and had to uh, to get on a, a good run to kind of come back into the, you know, 17 for 27. That's not terrible. I'd like it to be a little higher, but that's that's not terrible. And that's because I got on a good roll as the game wore on and started, you know, firing those first bit strikes as we went better, better and better. But you're right. You get strike one. Hitters hit so much dramatically less, and their on base and their slug is so much less when you get strike one. Uh, it's remarkable. And, and uh, Max Scherzer has a saying. He says, strike one is a choice. You know, and uh, it's really how bad do you want to attack these hitters. And if you look at the, the best pitchers throughout the game, I'll use Scherzer as, as uh, everybody knows his name. He leads the league every year and, and pitches right down the middle on strike one. I mean, you, you, the thing is, hitters don't want to get out on the first pitch. Right, they they uh, there's a, a, aggressive hitters that really need to swing the first pitch, but most hitters want to kind of see one and get into the count. Like Matt Carpenter always took strike one. That was this, that was the thing the thing mm-hmm. he did right. Mm-hmm. And it was it was amazing how many times pitchers even knowing that threw a ball because uh, they tried to get too fine. But you know that you come right at a hitter, strike one, almost right down the middle. I, I don't play middle middle like Max says, because he is, uh, he has different stuff than I do. Let's just be honest. But <laughs> I play halves, you know, I, I do, I, I, I'm on the outer half or the inner half. And, uh, if you swing, it's going to be down, it's going to be moving. It's going to be in the middle. It's going to be towards the middle of play, but it's going to be down. It's going to be moving. If you, if you put it in play, you're probably going to hit it on the ground, which plays into my strength and you're going to get out on the first pitch most likely. So hitters know that they don't want to get out on the first pitch, but they know that that might be their best chance to hit. And that was Greg Maddox's thing. His entire career pitching was, all right, the best chance you're going to get is on this first pitch, but you're probably going to get out on the first pitch. So then, you know, he just sets himself up for nine innings over and over and over. And that and that's the key to pitching, man. It, it, it's, uh, it's definitely one of the keys to pitching anyways. 
Adam, we talked about the vibe in the clubhouse when somebody like Yadier Molina returns, but I want to talk about the vibe in the clubhouse yesterday and just the days leading up to yesterday in general with the trade deadline looming. With the 24-7 news cycle and social media, it's kind of hard to avoid hearing about what your team may or may not be doing. And with the Cardinals being buyers yesterday and being active, there were a lot of rumors swirling about about what the Cardinals might do and which players may or may not be headed in or out of St. Louis. What's that like in the clubhouse? Take us behind the scenes when uh, when the Cardinals' name is being thrown out there in transactions and how players deal with that? Well, you know, I mean, there's there's a there's an, a positive and a negative side to the trade deadline, right? Like the, de- the the MLB trade rumors app has never been at a higher usage than on trade deadline day, obviously. But we as players, you know, know we could be at lunch or we could be in the clubhouse or, you know, working out or whatever. We're going to hit refresh on that MLB trade rumors page over and over and over again all day because there's an excitement level of who, who you're going to get, you know, because as competitors, you know, when you look around your team, you know, all right, we could probably win with this group. We love these guys. We, we love – we've been here battling with them all year. We've been through spring training. We've been through ups and downs. You know, there's 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 guys in here that 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 uh, might be on that bubble, but we love these guys, right? So there's that there's that side of it. There's this also this other side where you go, but there's a couple people out there that could really help this team, you know, and 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 that's not a knock on anybody in the clubhouse because there's always somebody better out there, right? There's, I mean, you know, the Juan Sotos of the world are hard to replace, the Mike Trouts, the Otani's. Those are the guys that, you know, every there's 30 teams of baseball. 30 teams could use guys like that, right? There's just mm-hmm. That's just the facts of it. Last year when Trey Turner was on the block, there's 30 teams that need Trey Turner. No matter how good your shortstop is, there's 30 teams that need Trey Turner. That's just the way it is. So there's guys like that that, that can help your team. And so it's, there's, this, there's this fine line of, 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 of excitement but not being too excited because you don't want to show up the guys in the clubhouse. But – you know, on, on deadline days, I'd be lying if I wasn't saying that. I'm always really excited to see who's going to be the addition that, that can take us to that World Series title. And yesterday we got two really quality starting pitchers that are going to help this team um, potentially go deep, deep, deep into the playoffs and hopefully win a World Series. That's what we're here for. We're not here to 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 finish second in our division or even win our division. We want to win the World Series. That's the goal. How do you feel? Uh, I know you want to win the World Series, but you've played on world champions. So how do you feel about the way the roster shapes up after yesterday? Well, you know what I like? What I like about what what happened yesterday was, as the news was reported, the reason we didn't trade for Juan Soto, because we were right in the mix, and I know our our front office did everything they could to, to get him without sacrificing years and years and years of control and quality players. But what I like about what happened yesterday, our front office looked at our young players and Dylan Carlson and Nolan Gorman, especially those are the two big guys that were mentioned on our team in the trade. And I know we got several prospects that were named too, but those are the two guys that are contributing every day on our team that were mentioned, right? Our front office looked at them and said, we could go out and get one of the best players in baseball, but we believe you guys have the ability to become some of the best players in baseball. 
And you see what Dylan went out there and did yesterday? He went out and made a couple of incredible catches in center field. He hit a, a, a long home run to right center with the wind blowing stri- uh, slightly right to left, by the way. So he hit it kind of into the teeth of that wind. And sometimes as a young player, because I've been through this a little bit before, sometimes as a young player, when your front office buys into you and believes in you like that, you start believing in yourself even more. And you can go out there and kind of unlock that next level of your ability. And I think that's what's about to happen with Dylan and, and Nolan Gorman. It's going to be fun, too, because they have all the ability in the world. Hey, Adam, I know that in addition to being a baseball player, you're a great fan, and you're aware of the passing last night of Vin Scully at the age of 94. I want you to reflect on Vin Scully, but do you have any stories? Did you ever have an opportunity to interact with him that much? I did, and I had a, I had him sign a ball for me and went up into the booth and met him a couple of times um, and, and got to share, you know, hear some of his stories and talk with him only a few times. But um, but, but but those few times are, are things I will always remember and always cherish. Uh, he called me the general because there was a, a famous General Wainwright in World War II. Mm. Um, and uh, he, he, every time he saw me, he said, there's the general. And, uh, and I, I just got a kick out of that. And, and uh, his voice is so iconic. And, you know, when, when, you're, when we were in the clubhouse listening to games throughout my career and when we're playing the Dodgers and go inside to get a drink real quick and you hear him calling the game on TV, you sit in there for a little bit longer and you listen, you know. And so what he always did, what, you know, how many years was he on the call for? 67. 67 years. Crazy. I, I read a stat last night that he, wore, he won the Frick Award after 33 years, and then he was on the call for 34 more years after that, which is, is just a crazy thought when you think about that. Um, but in all the years he did it, he did such a great job of highlighting players, where they're from, and telling stories about where they were from and they're coming up and how they got to where they were. He was such an incredible storyteller, which at the end of the day, you know, we're all just storytellers. The players are out there telling stories with our game, and the guys who are calling the game are telling the stories behind that. And that's the story. Those are the stories, and those are what make the baseball game come alive to the fans. Uh, and he brought he brought baseball into everybody's living room in a way that nobody else could. I thought. Hey, wait, he'll no, always be the voice of baseball to me, and uh, we'll we'll miss him for sure. Sorry about interrupting there. A couple more things. I want to get to big league impact, but I, I would be remiss. We would be remiss if we didn't ask you how excited you are about seeing Matt Carpenter this weekend. Well, I'm excited, but uh, there's a lot of smack talk going on. <laughs> now we're probably going to have to face him. You got to take us inside gonna, here. He's definitely going to be swinging for the fences off us. You know that. Uh-huh. And uh, he's been hitting lots of home runs and driving the ball over there. So uh, it's cool to see. I'm so happy for him, you know, to get that opportunity. He was he was one of my favorite all-time teammates, one of the best Cardinals. Um, he's going to be a Red Jacket someday. Uh, and he's he was a postseason hero for us and, and uh, you know, just carried us for seasons. Um, so for him to, to go through that struggle that we saw him go through the last two years and to to finally figure some things out with his swing, get things back on track, and get an opportunity. You know, he, it was crazy. He wasn't good enough to play for the Rangers, but he's good enough to clean up for the New York Yankees <laughs> the next night. I mean, you know, that's just the opportunity that was presented couldn't be better for him. He's playing in, a, in an incredible hitter's park. 
uh, with the best team in baseball. Those guys are, what are they, 90 and 35 or so, 70 and 35, something crazy like that. I think they're, I think they're, they've, they're doubled their wins and from their losses. Um, and he's sitting in a lineup where he's got protection on all sides in a park that, that short right uh, field porch is just perfect for him too. I mean, it's just a, it's just the perfect situation. It really is. And uh, we're going to, we're going to have our hands full with these Yankees for sure. What do you think of the mustache, Adam? Thumbs up, thumbs down. And have you ever tried the mustache look? Well, we went team mustache in 2009 for a time. Um, and, and here's what I know about mustaches. There's a very select few people that can pull off a mustache and it looks good, right? Like Miles pulls it off pretty good. Mm-hmm. He has a good mustache. He looks good with it. It's become part of who he is as a baseball player. Carp has an incredible mustache, but here's what I know about mustaches. For for the other 96% of the world out there, uh, when you have a friend that says, hey, you should grow your mustache out, they're not your friend. <laughs> <laughs> mustaches, are have they had their time, and they nailed it, and it was great. And Tom Selleck and, and Burt Reynolds will be forever mustache people. And they were the... They were some of the the, the that 4% that I talked about that can really pull that off. But for the other 96% of us, we don't need to grow mustaches. You know, beards are good and, and clean shaven is good. But mustaches, uh, yeah, I don't know about it so much. <laughs> I wonder if... Uh... I wonder if Miles is listening, but you're right. He he pulls it off really, really well. He's he's part of the four, and I think that's the the proper percentage too. Ninety six percent of us, Adam, cannot pull it off. Well, but that, but you know, to to be clear, four percent can. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just that ninety percent, ninety six percent can. So uh, you haven't given us the answer about Carp though. Is he in the four or the ninety six? Well, his mustache is. I mean, it's like a. It looks like a big giant caterpillar. The thing is so thick. He's like Mario from 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 Mario Bros. I mean, it's just you know, it is so. Th- it's hard for me to say that he doesn't pull it off because it's such a good mustache. I just don't know if he should pull it off. That's the other thing about like, can you pull it off? Yes. Should you pull it off? I don't know. Very excellent point. It's great. Hey, we're so looking forward to Friday, August 26th, and we want people to get involved with Big League Impact's fantasy football draft. And I am actually in scouting mode now, Wayno. I know you are too, because this is uh, baseball's big, baseball's important. But for bragging rights, this is a really big deal. Oh, this is a big deal. There's no no question about it. And And the people who who uh, who take ser- fantasy football seriously, you know, our Sundays are different for the rest of the year. And that, I love that so much. And But, you know, the thing about being a commissioner, like I'm commissioner of, of two leagues, uh, my home league back home and then the clubhouse league. I used to be a commissioner of three leagues, but that's just crazy. <laughs> um, commissioner, uh, it is a thankless job. You know, you cannot – make everybody happy no matter what. Then Mike and Trout it know fails. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it never fails. I'll be sitting at church, you know, and this was a famous Matt Holiday move. Hey, hey, uh, through text, hey, Wayno, I, uh, I forgot to set my lineup. Can, can you do that for me? So wait a second, Matt. You forgot to set your lineup, and it's still an hour away, but you want me to, to get up from my church pew <laughs> and set your lineup for you. 
well, I just can't get to my phone right now. I'm like, you're texting me right now. Plug it in. <laughs> well, I, I forgot my password. And like, you forgot your password again? It's, you know, it's Matt, Matt. Like, right, like you know, it's it's not that tough. It's, it never fails. And, and here's what I know also. Yadier is going to forget his line. He's going to forget to set his lineup. And he's also going to forget his password. It's gonna and he's gonna forget it every week, and I'll have to plug his lineup in for him. But um, that's part of the job. But uh, but 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 our charity league is run and and commissioned by much smarter people with much more time on their hands because that's what they do for a living, uh, and uh, they make sure our leagues are run really well. And and it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be a a, a, a riot to get together again finally to to have a, a time with people in the draft room, but really on the field, playing catch, getting to know guys, signing, taking pictures, you know, we're going to have a great time. We're going to have, we're going to do our daily fantasy um, set up again, but we're going to get together and, and meet up and, and have a great day at, at Bush stadium. Also on August 26th, it's going to be great. And people can get involved by going to big league We've kept you longer than we usually do this morning, but it was great. We always enjoy visiting with you. Congratulations again on last night and hopefully with Montgomery and with Quintana and the starting rotation, we can go on a roll here and, and win this division. That's the first step of the process. Yes, sir. All right. Wayno, we'll see you soon. Take care. Thank you. All right, thanks, guys. See you. See you. That's the great Adam Wainwright. And, by the way, in honor of Adam and Big League Impact, stop by Chick-fil-A today yep. and get a Sunjoy. It's it's their version of the Arnold Palmer, and it's absolutely delicious. It's a beautiful August day. What sounds better for lunch than a spicy chicken sandy, some waffle fries dipped in Polynesian sauce, and a Sunjoy in honor of Adam Wainwright after he secured a win last night for the St. Louis Cardinals? Totally the play. <coughs> <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature. Let me guess. Unknown caller, you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection.